0: guys, my name is Mikko Kraschowski, and welcome to episode 94 of That Remote Life podcast, where we hear from location-independent entrepreneurs and professionals, so you can learn to quit the cubicle and live life on your terms. All right, guys, so today is going to be a slightly different type of uh, episode because I don't have a guest on the show today to interview, Instead, I wanted to take a few minutes. uh, This is going to be a shorter episode to the ones that you're used to, but I want to take a few minutes and just talk about a few of the things that are going on behind the scenes of the show and of That Remote Life as a brand because I think you guys are really going to find this interesting. And as listeners of this show, uh, I really wanted to make you guys kind of the first ones to know about this. So without further ado, uh, you may have noticed that in the past, Uh, the podcast publish date has changed a little bit. It hasn't been exactly Mondays. And the reason for that is that the podcast publishing date from this week forward will actually happen on Tuesdays. So up until now, we've always published Monday morning most of the time. There's been a few times when it hasn't been that just because, you know, life happens. Um, But from now on, it will always publish Tuesday mornings at around 8 a.m. That is the goal, Tuesday mornings, 8 a.m. Every week, you can expect this podcast uh, to come out. And the reason for that change is actually twofold. So the first one is something that we're gonna talk about later because I'm launching a few new things under the That Remote Life brand umbrella. So I'm gonna talk a little bit, I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. But the other reason is uh, just My experience running this podcast up until now—we're approaching 100 episodes—and my idea was always to publish this this show Monday morning to kind of start your week off right with this content. But the thing is that publishing Monday morning is a little bit difficult because there's no buffer between the weekend and the publish date. Uh, I take my weekends really seriously. That sounds kind of ridiculous, but it. I have such an addictive personality and I love this stuff so much that I could literally spend all time working on this podcast and doing a whole bunch of things around this topic of remote work and location independence. So I take the weekend and I completely detox. I don't touch my laptop or anything like that. So that makes it really difficult to make last minute edits or changes before the podcast goes live. And I really want that opportunity. Uh, I have found that even if I have a batch of episodes ready to go out. I usually end up making tweaks um, in like the last moment. So I want to give myself the ability to do that. That has been what has kind of pushed the episodes from being published, not on Monday mornings or maybe even on other days, is that I'm like, oh, this thing, we should edit this or, or uh, set up some sort of um, push for it to really popularize this podcast because I think it's really important or whatever. So... Uh, from now on, podcast episodes of the show will be coming out Tuesday mornings so that we have as a team Mondays to kind of make last minute edits. So that is the reason why you can expect uh, the episode going out on Tuesdays from now on. So make sure that you earmark that. The second reason why it would be coming out on Tuesdays from now on is that I'm actually going to be releasing something new for Mondays. And that is my new free newsletter called Nomad Insider. The idea for this newsletter came from the fact that, A, I don't have a newsletter at the moment. If you guys have been to the website, you may have seen that I do have an email uh, sign-up form, but um, I don't really send out emails. So if you guys have ever signed up for that email, uh, and never received anything you're not the only one uh, it just has not been something that I've really figured out in the past I didn't want this to be another email that you sign up for and then get bombarded with some sort of salesy funnels or something like that not that there's anything wrong with that but I just really didn't know what to do uh, with the newsletter I just wasn't sure how to use it to really add value to your guys's lives and in speaking with you guys and other people um And just sort of watching this space evolve over the last year, obviously COVID uh, has had a huge impact on remote work and location independence. Uh, We are forecasting to see a Ton of new people entering the remote workforce for good, not just a sort of temporary thing that we saw during the summer, and a certain percentage of those people are bound to become digital nomads or expats. It's just the nature of what's going to happen. You've heard me talk about this with uh, guests in the past. So, in considering how can I help those people, how can I create something that's going to benefit you guys? I've decided to launch this newsletter that I'm calling Nomad Insider. And what I'm focusing on here is a news delivery vehicle for anything going on that is location independent. So there's lots of new remote visas coming out. There's lots of companies that are announcing new uh, remote work focus things things. There's countries talking about different ways to attract digital nomads. There's a lot of things right now moving in the location independent sphere. There are new companies popping up that are serving digital nomads. We've got Safety Wing that is releasing health insurance. Um, There is, you know, like I've had on the past on this, on the podcast, you've seen uh, the CEO and founder of Flatio and Nomad X talk about how they're trying to serve the digital nomad community. So there are lots of these new developments happening in the space and I want to deliver a newsletter to make sure that you guys stay as up to date as possible as quickly as possible. So my way of doing that is creating this newsletter that will be coming out every Monday morning and the idea behind this d- newsletter is that you're going to receive one email every week. That's it. That just has a few highlights of what are the most important things for digital nomads that happened in the last week. This could be a uh, global news, like what happened, for example, in Thailand that could impact digital nomads that want to go there. Um, it can be something around a remote visa. It can be the release of a new feature in a company, or also uh, I'd love to share sort of um, business industry news. So for example, if, uh, someone has just released a new training or there's a new event going on, I will make sure to let you know in that, uh, newsletter. So to sign up for that, if that sounds like your type of thing, head on over to that forward slash nomad insider. Uh, and you're going to be able to sign up for that newsletter there. It's completely free. Uh, and I'm super excited to be able to share those news with you guys. So the first email that's going to go out is going to be the next Monday. So if you guys are listening to this, when it's coming out, what is that? Uh, the eighth, it will be the following Monday, whatever date that is. I'm not prepared with the dates here pulled up. I probably should have, but the next Monday is the 14th. So you can expect that email coming out on the 14th. All right, so that's the first product, quote-unquote, if you want to call it that, even though it's free, that I'm going to be launching uh, this month. However, the other one uh, is something that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, I recently read a book by Naval Ravikant, who I don't know if you guys know of. He's the founder of AngelList. He's kind of prolific in the Silicon Valley uh, VC universe, but Eric Jorgensen uh, compiled a book of all of his tweets and kind of uh, sayings or appearances across podcasts, YouTube channels, etc., whatever, and then organized them based on subjects. You should definitely check out the book. Uh, it's probably my favorite book that I've read this year. I think it's maybe one of the most impactful books that I've read in a while, but I've mentioned it on this podcast before. So by this point, you guys are probably sick of hearing about it. But one of the really interesting and important things that stood out to me in the book is Naval's focus on leverage points. And he talks about how we should all look at our industry and our sphere of influence and kind of the area in which we want to affect the world and identify leverage points. Where can you do a little bit of work? and have the most effect because then if you do a lot of work in that point, you're then going to have massive effects, right? So where can I create the most effect, the most benefit with the least amount of effort? And that really stuck with me because I really want to exist and create things in that area because I can't affect the most. I can't do the most good that I can. While kind of thinking about this and considering... What have been the biggest leverage points in my life? Like, what are the sort of first domino things? You know, like if you look at a line of dominoes, what is the first domino that you can knock over that will then knock over all the other dominoes, right? When I consider what are the handful of these first domino things in my life, I really there are really two that I identify. And this is taken out, you know, kind of personal things like getting married, meeting uh, Sarah, who is now my wife, obviously huge impact, Uh, but kind of just looking at my personal growth business sort of uh, life. And the two things that I identified as being these first domino leverage points are becoming location independent and earning six figures a year. And I'm going to kind of talk about them each year very quickly and why they're so important, but I did think about this quite a bit. So bear with me here. Um, first, location independence. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, you probably are already interested in becoming location independent, and I likely don't need to spend a ton of time uh, telling you why it's such a great thing, but to very quickly kind of go over it, since I became location independent in 2017. I can't believe it's only been three years, almost four, but uh, it feels like a lifetime. But ever since I became location dependent, I've been able to travel all over the world. Uh, You hear so many people that say that they wish they could travel more. They wish they could go and see things or, you know, you ask them, what would you do if you retired tomorrow? And they say travel. The thing is you don't need to retire or have a million dollars to be able to travel. You just need to be able to earn money from anywhere in the world stop having to go into an office. So for me, I really wanted to travel. And even though my desire to travel and see new places and all that kind of stuff has decreased a little bit, that's something that I've talked about on this podcast before, something that I've mentioned. Uh, And maybe I can do another solo episode about that. Um, If you guys are interested, definitely let me know. But it was amazing for two, three years to be able to say, hey, I'm making money online. I can go anywhere. Let me go and see these places that I've really wanted to see. Um, so that has been a really great benefit of becoming location independent for me, kind of that feeling evolved has been being able to live wherever I wanted to, right? So right now it's winter here in Ohio and we officially this weekend decided that we are going to Mexico. Um, so I don't want to be here in the cold. I want to go down to where it's warm. I have friends there. I have a community there. So I'm really excited to not necessarily be traveling every two weeks, but really kind of say, Hey, the next three months I want to spend in this place because, uh, I'm really going to enjoy it. I'm going to escape the winter, or I want to go to this other place in a few months because a bunch of my friends are going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. So that sort of experience. Not necessarily having to live where it's economically beneficial for you is huge. It's massive. It just unlocks everything. It unlocks geo-arbitrage, which you've probably heard about as a concept if you're listening to this podcast. So it, for me, location dependence is a 100% one of these first domino effects. Uh, it just can impact your life like that. I mean, immediate, the moment you become location dependent, your life improves dramatically. Uh, Another side effect that I've written about and maybe mentioned like offhand on this podcast has been um, a benefit that I wasn't expecting to have once it became location independent but has now become really important and it's to spend more time with family Uh, since Sarah and I became location independent we've been able to go back and spend time with her family which Sarah hasn't been able to do in a really long time because of work. So she had to work in another city and she didn't have the vacation time to necessarily go back super often. And now we get to go back to Detroit where she's from and spend several weeks there at a time, multiple times a year. And that's great. You know, she's been able to, um, really as her parents get older, spend more time with them. And that has been really, really important to her for me. Um, It's been awesome to go there and get to know her family really well, but also to be able to go back to Bulgaria, where I'm from originally, and get to reconnect with my family. That has been an absolutely dramatic change in my life. Um, I mean, for those of you guys that have been listening for a while, you know that I immigrated to the United States when I was 10, and even though we would go back to Bulgaria quite regularly, it was never for longer than a week or maybe max two and that's not enough time for you to sort of re-establish a close connection with family, right? Yes, you can Skype, you can see each other online and that kind of stuff, but it's not the same as being there and, and connecting with them. And Ever since we became location independent, Sarah and I have spent several months at a time in Bulgaria, and that has meant improving my relationship with my grandma, who is now in her late 80s, and that is something that I'm extremely grateful for as she gets older. I've been able to reconnect with cousins and old uh, childhood friends, and that has been such a gift to me in my life. So that is one of those sort of benefits of location independence that I never really Thought of when I was first going after that, you know, I kind of thought about this glamour of traveling everywhere and being a digital nomad and et cetera, et cetera. But really, one of looking back, one of the really big benefits has been um, spending time with my family, which it does not sound as um, I don't know shiny, but it has been easily one of the best parts about becoming location independent. So that is why I really see that as one of these first domino types of things. Now, the second thing that I mentioned is earning six figures a year. And this is what I want to spend a little bit of time talking about. To be completely transparent, I don't earn six figures a year. I'm not one of these people online that is like, let me teach you how to make blah, 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 whatever. Uh, And likely if you hear six figures, it, it might be a bit of a tainted like thing to say, uh, I don't know about you guys. Like when I hear somebody say like six figure, blah blah blah, I'm always kind of like roll my eyes. Like of course, it's like it's like the thing to say, right? Even though I think half the people who say that aren't actually earning six figures, they're probably their businesses are generating six figures, which is not the same thing as making six figures. Like let's let's just put that out there. That's not the same thing, right? So, but I do think there's something important here. There is a reason why. Six figures is so attractive to people. There's a reason why marketers use it all the time. And it's something that I've been thinking quite a bit about. And I came across this study. And this is what became really interesting, that it stopped being so much about like marketing talk, about why people talk about six figures. And there's actually studies that say, that earning six figures is something to go after. And to kind of summarize the study, it was done with Purdue University. I think it was in 2018, but don't quote me on this. And we've all heard the saying of money doesn't make you happy. And I agree with that. I understand where that's going. Um, However, I do also believe that money can make you happy. Money can make you happy by removing certain roadblocks. It has the ability to make life simpler, right? Um, I heard somebody once say the life of a waitress is really, really hard and so is the life of a millionaire. So you might as well have a lot of money because at least then you don't have to worry about money. I'm sure there's some things there that I, I don't really agree about, but in general, I understand what they're, they were trying to say by that quote. It's essentially money does have the ability to purchase certain stresses out of your life. Um, And this study kind of backed that up. It said that the more money people made, the happier they reported being. And this was a pretty big study. I think it was close to a million people. I don't know. That sounds like a lot, but I'm pretty sure it was in the millions over. And I do know that it was... um, that research did happen with people from over a hundred countries. So this is a pretty strong, uh, study. And this was really interesting that it literally scientifically proved that the more money people made, the happier they reported being. Obviously, they didn't have to stress out about bills. They weren't living paycheck to paycheck. They could enjoy life more. They didn't have to you know, worry so much about, do I have the money to buy this or afford this when they went to a restaurant? It just afforded them a higher quality of life. But the really interesting part about um, this study was that the trend didn't continue forever. So yes, more money made people happier. However, there was a point, an income level at which that change. So if you can imagine kind of like a bell graph, right, the more people made, the happier they reported being. But after a certain income level, they stopped reporting that they were happier. And actually, this was the really interesting part. They reported being less happy after a certain income level. And that really caught my attention because it essentially shows that there is a diminishing return to the amount of money that you make, just like we've talked about this before on this podcast about how there's a diminishing return of travel, right? The first few countries that you go to are going to completely change your life. You're going to get to see people living in a different way. Your mindset is going to open up. Your your view of life is going to change because all of a sudden you come outside of your bubble and it's game-changing, you know, but the more countries that you go to, you're not necessarily having that world-shattering experience, right? So the first country that you go to will affect you far more than the 10th that you go to, um, and so on and so forth. And it seems that money has this effect as well. So at this point, you might be wondering where exactly was that point? When did that bell curve shift? And... The interesting part about this and how this connects to the six figures is that it was right around $100,000 per year. In fact, um, the study found that people reported being the happiest when they were earning between seventy-five dollars and $95,000 per year. So anything more than that, and people started reporting that they were less happy. And I'm not gonna go into why that is, I can take certain guesses as to perhaps to earn more than that amount added certain stresses to their life. It added more responsibilities that were, you know, kind of a burden. I'm not a hundred percent sure I can, I can guess as to why that is. Um, but that is the amount of money that people are reporting being the happiest. And that's right around that six figure marker of about a hundred thousand dollars a year. And so this is where when, you know, going back to what Naval Ravikant says is to focus your life's work on these sort of leverage points. When I think about how can I improve the world, and the world is really difficult for me to think about, I kind of talk about like, hey, if I were to change the lives of the 100 or 200 people right around me, like that would be incredible. You know what I mean? If I could like improve their lives, and I always talk about this dream that I have of if I could take 100 or 200 people around me that I interact with all the time, maybe somebody who's listening to this podcast right now, and we could all be location-independent and earning six figures. Can you imagine how fucking sweet life would be? We could do so many things. We could travel all over the world together, meet up with each other in different parts. Like That would be such a fun life. Um, And so those are these two points that I really see as game-changing, is that if you can take anyone and say, hey, how can I 100% of the time improve their lives? In my opinion, it would be making you location independent. then you could get all the benefits that I've had as being location-dependent, and helping you to earn six figures because studies show that that is going to make you the happiest, it's going to remove the, stress, the stresses of your bills, you're gonna be able to enjoy life more, purchase certain things that are gonna make you happier. Sure, you can't buy a 50-foot yacht or i don't know fucking a bugatti but who cares like like that's not you know that is not going to make you that much happier than buying like i don't know some cheaper sports car like a mazda or something you know what i mean like that you're going to get just so much fun out of that and so with that in mind obviously this podcast Uh, and a lot of the other things that I've done have focused on helping people become location independent and really discussing that entire area. But I haven't really done anything around earning six figures a year. I've done some trainings with partners before where I've tried to teach people, uh, the skills that I've learned from my freelancing and business work. But I, you know, the easiest answer is, Oh, do a course. Here's the thing about a course. First of all, I'm not going to teach you how to make six figures. I don't make six figures per month right now, and I think it's extremely terrible. Like I can't explain when I hear people that say they're going to teach you to do something and then when you dive in a little bit deeper and say, "Oh, how has that been in your life?" and they say, "You know, oh, actually I'm not there yet." So I'm not going to teach you how to earn six figures per month. I don't make that myself. I don't I don't think I have room to talk or to teach you necessarily how to do that. However, what I do have the ability to do as someone who I have found my strengths are is I'm a connector and I get extremely obsessive. So what I can do is that I have the ability to connect with people that maybe you don't have the ability to, and I have this analytical ability from my, you know, I used to be a science major, I used to study biotechnology, so it was my job to literally do create hypotheses around test subjects and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I'm going on a tangent here, Uh, but I don't want to make a course. I think there's plenty of courses out there to teach you how to do things. And I do firmly believe that the best way for you to earn six figures, that is Going to bring you benefit beyond just the money is to start your own business because then you become your own boss. You have the ability of, you know, you have time freedom. No one's telling you what to do. So I really do believe that earning six figures and sort of being your own boss go hand in hand. Um, And I mean, I'd be lying if I told you that I think a course is the way to do that. I think courses are. A great way to learn specific things, and if you're just now entering into the entrepreneurial world, it is really good to sort of learn things around mindset and you know going from like an employee to an to an entrepreneurial mindset. There are certain techniques that you need to learn, um, and there are already good courses that will teach you how to do that. My friends over at Location Indie do a really good job with that, but I think that the best way to build a business is to actually go out there and build a business. Get your hands dirty. Um, I love this quote. And it's funny enough, I think it's actually a Naval quote, but I'm not sure where um, the quote goes, entrepreneurship is the art of solving problems at scale. Really stop and think about that because I think that it's so accurate. It's the art of solving problems at scale. And so when I think about, okay, there's courses out there that teach you You know some of the tactics that you need to know some of the mindset that you need to know to be a business owner and building a business is sort of this way to really you know jump in figure it out and and you know it's kind of you're gonna get punched in the face a couple of times but it's the best way to learn how to do it is there something in between is there something that i can create that goes hand in hand with building your business and those courses that will you know, speed up that process and accelerate it. And to come up with the answer, I looked at business schools, which is really weird because I'm a college dropout, but (laughs) that's, that's really weird for me to say like, Oh, let me look at what universities and colleges are doing when I don't think they're doing a good job. But interestingly enough, business schools and MBA programs, specifically the Harvard business school has a really interesting way of teaching business. And that's through case studies. And the great part about these case studies is that it's not about a textbook or how good the professor is or anything like that. No, what they do is they literally go out into the world and collect real world business case studies. They go to real businesses, create case studies out of them. They discuss how they've built the businesses, what has worked for them, what hasn't worked for it, et cetera, et cetera. And then they put that together in a case study, which students can review, really understand what's going on under the hood of that business. And best of all, at the end of that, the case studies end with a current problem that the entrepreneur is trying to solve. And in school, in the classes, the professor isn't standing up there and teaching. You know, maybe some days they are, but when they're doing these case study, this case study work, they're not. Instead, what the professor does or what the, the person in charge of the case studies does is actually sits down. And creates a discussion around this problem. And every student gets to bring their interpretation of the problem and their suggested solution to that problem. And the really interesting thing here is that if we take this quote of entrepreneurship is the art of solving problems at scale, the problem solving is the most important part of that. And to be a good problem solver, you need to look at problems for different sides, right? Right. Because the way that you look at it might not be the right way of looking at the problem. Someone else might have a better way of looking at it and in turn have become have come up with a better solution. And these case study discussions allow you to really um, exercise your brain and your ability to look at problems from a bunch of different ways and come up with solutions. So with all of this in mind, this has been a very long way of saying that I have decided to create that. It's not a course. uh, I'm not creating a course. I'm not going to be teaching you how to do this. But what I can do is create case studies around real-life six-figure location-independent businesses. Again, the reason why I'm going after six-figure location-independent businesses is because I think that those are the first dominoes. Those are these really important leverage points in life. If you can become location-independent and have a business that earns you six figures a year, you're probably in a pretty good spot. You know, that is a great way to start life. That is a great building sort of base for life. And there's lots of courses out there that will teach you how to do it, how to, you know, learn some of the skills that you need to launch a business. And launching the business is the most important part. But I think a really great way to learn how to scale that up, to really speed up your process of getting to the six figures is to have the opportunity to look under the hood of currently successful businesses, understand how the person behind them built them, what problems they're facing, and discussing those problems in your proposed solutions with other fellow, fellow location independent entrepreneurs who are going after the same thing. And that is what I'm launching. It is my new membership community. It's called Six Figure Nomad. You can check it out over at Uh, thatremotelife.com forward slash six figures. This is something that's going to be paid um, and I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, This is going to be a paid membership uh, where we're going to be publishing case studies every single week and then getting on a call together to discuss the problem in that business and try to figure out solutions together, hear other people's solutions, present your own, and really get to discuss this Uh, And improve our entrepreneurial skills in that way. So, if this sounds like something that's right up your alley, definitely head over to thatremotelife.com forward slash six figures. That's six figures all spelled out, no numbers. And because you guys are so awesome, because you guys have been listening to this podcast for such a long time, I am doing a what I'm calling a founders special that is going to be live for only. Two weeks. So if you head over to thatremotelife.com forward slash six figures, you can sign up for the wait list for the um, membership to launch. It's going to take me a few weeks to finish it and launch it. But once it's launched, um, you guys can, in the first two weeks, buy a founder special deal uh, that is not going to be available at, at all. It th- This deal will never be available anymore. It's just my way of thanking you guys. Um, for following, I want to give you guys a really great deal to join into this. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, um, definitely head on over there and try it out. And, uh, if you have any feedback for this, um, shoot me a message on Instagram at Mitcoca. I'd love to hear any opinion that you have or feedback that you have around any of the things that I've talked about. Um, Or if you have any questions uh, around the membership, definitely hit me up on Instagram about that. So to kind of do a quick review, uh, this has actually turned out into slightly longer of a podcast than I wanted it to be. But uh, to go over a quick review, first of all, podcast episodes are not going to be going out live on Mondays anymore. They're going to be on Tuesday mornings from now on. That is number one. Number two, stay tuned for my new newsletter, Nomad Insider, where I'm going to be sharing some of the top uh, and most important Uh, global and industry news uh, that are important to you as digital nomads and location-dependent entrepreneurs. And finally, number three, I'm launching my new membership, Six Figure Nomad, uh, where we're going to be discussing case studies around real life, legitimate, like real, solid, location-dependent businesses. So you can head over to thatremotelife.com forward slash six figures, all spelled out to join the waitlist for that. And um, you're gonna find out when the founder's special uh, deal comes out. And then you can go to thatremotelive.com forward slash Nomad Insider to sign up for that free newsletter. All right, you guys, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening through this. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Let me know what you think about this. Definitely hit me up on Instagram and follow me if you're not already. I'm pretty active over there. So I love to connect with listeners uh, over there. So I hope you guys have an awesome week and I look forward to meeting up with you guys and hearing your um, opinions. So cheers.